0: Section Thirty Six of Egypt, Africa, and Arabia, read for LibriVox.org by Alan Mapstone. Antony and Cleopatra. By Sir Lawrence Alma Tadema. Netherlands, eighteen thirty-six to nineteen twelve. Painting, page two hundred and four. In 43 BC, Octavius Caesar, Mark Antony and Lepidus held the power of the Roman world. Brutus and Cassius, the murderers of Julius Caesar, were pursued by Antony and Octavius to Philippi, where they were totally defeated. Antony accused Cleopatra, Queen of Egypt, of aiding the conspirators and summoned her to Tarsus. But when she arrived, her stern judge forgot the misdemeanours with which she was charged, forgot his duty to Rome, forgot everything but the charms of the fascinating Egyptian. He divorced his wife, the sister of Octavius, and presented to Cleopatra provinces of the Empire. Attacked by the Romans as an enemy of his country, and defeated in a great naval battle of Actium, he committed suicide. As did also Cleopatra. The wiles by which Egypt's queen charmed away the anger of the Roman general, and lured him to his destruction, are thus described by Plutarch. She came sailing up the river Sidnus in a barge with gilded stern and outspread sails of purple, while oars of silver beat time to the music of flutes, fifes, and harps. She herself lay under a canopy of cloth of gold, dressed as Venus in a picture, and beautiful young boys like painted cupids stood on each side to fan her. Her maids were dressed like sea-nymphs in graces, some steering at the rudder, some working at the ropes. The perfumes diffused themselves from the vessel to the shore, which was covered with multitudes the contact of her presence was irresistible. The attraction of her person, joining with the charm of her conversation, and the character that attended all that she said or did, was something bewitching. It was a pleasure merely to hear the sound of her voice, with which, like an instrument of many strings, she could pass from one language to another. Plato admits four sorts of flattery, but she had a thousand. Were Antony serious or disposed to mirth, she had at any moment some new delight or charm to meet his wishes. At every turn she was upon him, and let him escape her neither by night nor by day. End of section 36. This recording is in the public domain.